Pressed record. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I think we're out of words. (laughs) We've been talking for the last 17 hours. Yeah. Talking, debating, debating, lovemaking. Lovemaking. (laughs) It's what we do best. Yeah. It's what we do. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> it's weird. Um, oh, I'm a cat God. on a hot tin roof, Brie Bracy. <laughs> oh, shit. And I'm a singing in the rain, Morgan Melker. What up? Hey. Hey, yo. This is our podcast. This is like the first time we're actually recording live, I think. It's weird. It feels oh, weird. Together. Yeah. We always record live. Well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> together. <laughs> in the same room. Yeah. We're not looking at each other on Zoom, which I feel. I don't know where to look right now. Yeah, I don't either. Do I look at you? I don't know, because is that going to mess up the audio? Maybe. In, I don't know. Uh, where's my camera? <laughs> um, camera one, camera two. camera two. I don't, I don't know. And we only have one, one microphone, so uh, yeah. that is what we're working with today. It's still better than my laptop mic, so. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much. You have a whole little sound box, what's lighting up. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't even know what that is. It's, um... You're like Grimes. (laughs) (laughs) No. Are you impressed sometimes by how little I know about music? (laughs) Listen, uh... I plead the fifth. Mm, Okay. I accept that. (laughs) I rest my case. Oh, my goodness. How are you, Brie? I I know we've just spent the past two days talking to each other about it, but... I've been feeling a lot of peace being back in a neighborhood that I know and I love. And mm. it's sad to know that I'm going back to a place where I've been struggling a lot emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I leave tonight. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot to unpack. Because I've been feeling like a sense of emerging out of a depression, which has been like, okay, it's like summer. Like, here we are now. But I know I'm just going like, to go back in immediately. And it's like, right now in this moment good with a sense of impending doom how are you feeling wow that's a really good way to describe it um you know i i get it it's been nice to have you back thank it's you it's been really nice to have you city. with my friends this is so like even with our debates it's what we debates. do yeah it really is what we do it's true um which is why we started the podcast if we agreed all the time it would be so boring it really would be boring yeah you would be like do you want a pickle and i'd be like yeah it was cute the other night because we got burgers and literally brie took off her pickles and like put them on the plate and i didn't even have to ask i knew they were for me and so i ate them and brie later was like oh did you see the pickles that i left on the plate for you i was like yeah i got them already it's fine i got it yeah we're on the same wavelength it works (laughs) (laughs) but i do believe that theory where like there has to be one person in the relationship that either likes pickles and olives or hates pickles and olives so that there's like a balance no because like when you order a good pickle and olive pizza you want the juices to really like get up in there and so it's ideal if everybody can eat the pizza you don't have to get half and half right i don't think anyone gets pickles on their pizza but i do get (gasps) olives on my pizza i mean if they do pickleback shots might not have a pickle pizza 
I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to a pickle pizza, but I'm crazy. I know. I know what you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally see you. You're a that. monster. I mean, like, in college, I used to, like, um, be completely sober and to eat pizzas with caramel sauce on top of it. That was my jam when no. I was completely sober. <laughs> we have to make note one more time that Brie is complete. We are... This I think we're both time. sober today. This is the first time and I hesitated to say that at the top because... I was with my kid's family last night because she just turned six and she's my favorite person. I'm sorry. Well, Morgan's my, okay. <laughs> this kid is really important to me. And I almost said to her parents, well, I'm going to go home and record our podcast tonight. But I'm like, not sure if I'm okay with like the parents of kids I take care of listening to this podcast because of the way we've conducted ourselves. And then I was like, should I change the way that I conduct myself? We were just having a whole conversation about authenticity yeah. and responsibility. Yeah. 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 Listen. Because I'm good at my job, and it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the person that I am, like, on Casual Friday. Right. But, like, do I need to investigate who I am on Casual Friday? No. Okay. I say no, because your job is separate, and, like, you're allowed to have separate things. Okay. Um, Thank you. Thank you for that space. I encourage everyone to listen to our pod. I don't care <laughs> if people know that I <laughs> smoke marijuana. It was the first time I paused, though. But also oh. because... Well, I'm, I shouldn't say that on air. There's other reasons, too. Why yeah, 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 yeah. But it would probably not be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I understand that. I, don't, I told my parents not to listen. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't tell my mom very much about this kind of segment of my life, I guess, but she's listened to the podcast. She does? Yeah. Because I thought I told you because she was like, you guys don't really talk about the movie that much. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not wrong. Diane. We did talk about the movie. It was the Cape Fear episode. And we loved that movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I love that movie It's because we go on tangents. We do go on tangents, but that's what any good podcast does. Yeah. Yeah. We say things like, you know, Gregory Peck was so amazing. Robert Mitchell was amazing. I wonder how big Abraham Lincoln was. Do you think Mary Todd was like, oh, I can't wait to have another kid with this man? Not just big and tall. He's <laughs> long and strong and down to get the friction on. And that's why the kids I, the kids' parents that I am friends with cannot listen to this podcast. Yeah. I, yeah. Say, I say fair. stuff like that. That's fair. I mean, yeah. But it would make me happy if they laughed about it. <laughs> Sounds like they're chill. Yeah, they're really chill. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are listening, you're really chill. <laughs> and, uh, they text me this morning and didn't respond. I should respond to that later. Aw, yeah, cute. So sweet. They were like, oh, we're so happy you came. Aw, uh, cute. Yeah. Cute. The Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's been, uh, honestly, it's been, a, it's been a rough few months in my brain and in the world. And mm-hmm. I think we've all been going through it a bit a little louder from the people in the back but i will say um we are recording this in june um i know that this will not be released until august first weekend in august um but i will say it, it hit june first i had a really big meltdown on tuesday um and it hit june first and i suddenly was like you know whatever mm-hmm. like let's just uh I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's because of my birth month. Whatever. But yeah. I was like, you know, I'm just going to try to be happy. And, you know, it, it's it been helpful. I feel like I've been in a better mood. And I don't... I, maybe be happy is a is a hard word. I think I've been trying to give less fucks, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm so tired of caring so much about everything all at the same time. Um, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. yeah. It's such a good movie. I've heard. I'm obsessed with it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of 
giving so many fucks all the time that I'm like, let's try giving no fucks for a minute and, and see how that works out. But like in a good way, like give no fucks, but like just try to spread positivity and joy, which is try. It, it's how I, I try to lead my life. But yeah. I reached the exact opposite plateau on Tuesday. So this is like, we were just talking about this too. Like you're such a better person than I am. We're giving like <laughs> Raven and Starfire over here because I also was like, what if I just didn't care anymore? Because nothing matters anymore, man. Like I felt so upset that I'm just going to not feel anything. Wow. I feel so much peace because nothing, nothing. Nothing. Ha 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 And I rock back and forth in my jail cell. <laughs> I actually, I laid down with like a perfect display of weapons around me in a circle and just laughed. <laughs> Straight jacket off. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I mean, I think both, both uh, mindsets are fair at this point in time. One uh, seems healthier. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Such is life. Such is life. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Get why? That's whatever. I will say that is like my motto is Ebony and Ivory. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a weird motto. When does it come up? <laughs> no, it is what it is. It is what it is. I think is is my motto of life. It's it just like well, well, whatever. Que sera, sera. Que sera, sera. sera. Yes. <laughs> Michael sera. <laughs> sera. Well, I haven't seen him in much lately. Is he doing an, doing, doing anything? anything? I think so. He's uh He's a uh, Kieran's best friend, so I sometimes hear stories about him. Oh, cute. I love that. But I can't remember the last though. He's definitely doing things. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, also, apparently that last name means soap. So. Sarah? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Michael Soap. Mm-hmm. I saw this thing on the Instagram about, like, this uh, skull that had calcified and turned into a soapy kind of consistency, <laughs> and then in the comments below, they were talking about how it's funny that Sarah means soap, so it's, like, Michael Soap, and uh, Shia LaBeouf is, like, Shia the Beef or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my god, that's fun. I wonder what my last name means, but I don't really want to look it up, you know? Melker? Yeah. Like some sort of, like, blacksmith? (laughs) (laughs) Why a blacksmith? It sounds like you're forging something. I don't know. Melker! What am I? I'm a melker. (laughs) My wife, she's a milker. I'm a melker. (laughs) Yeah. Together we built this house in this homestead. We built this city. <laughs> we built this city. Why is that song considered like one of the worst songs ever made? What? I've never heard that. I've heard that so many times. Hmm. And I just feel bad for them. Yeah, I don't think it's one of the worst songs. But I've been really struck by how um, like once I complained that so many of Ed Sheeran's songs feel like just the same sentence over and over again. And I remember like when I noticed that I couldn't stop noticing it. But now when I go back and listen to old favorites, there's like a lot of that in music. Yeah. Just yeah. like, I, I get it, you know? Yeah. And maybe we built the cities a lot of we built this city. Like, what else did we do? We how did built we build it the on city? rock and roll. Okay, but how long is this song? Because, like, <laughs> you really got in and out with that explanation, you know? It's sort of like our house, at least, like, in between, they tell me things about the house. But they do in really the be saying our house. Yeah. Our house. Which makes songs like uh, <laughs> your song seem a lot more complex. You know, the Elton John? Yeah. 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 Songs that don't have a refrain, it makes them really seem like, wow. What still has a refrain? What's the refrain? How does that song go? 
I don't remember. Shoot. <laughs> this is what happens when we're sober. <sighs> Listen, we're boring when we're sober. <laughs> Your songs the sound of screen doors slamming on the window. Daddy don't know. It <laughs> looks like that SNL sketch where they make up the song together. <laughs> it's like, you guys came prepared this year, right? You wrote a song. Yes, we did. Sometimes there are... S- You're not doing it. I don't care. You haven't seen that sketch with... No, I don't think so. It's so funny. It's Kristen Wiig and Fred Armisen. And it's like a couple that say they write Christmas songs and every year they come oh without doing God. anything. So they just oh look at God. each other and they watch each other's mouths and they just do it. And I think it's really just the two of them just doing that. Because they always break. I love it's it really so funny. Fred Armisen is a unsung problematic hero. Oh. Oh. Depending on who you ask. Why is he problematic? I mean, for things that like... It depends on your definition of problematic because I think that like basically he's just a terrible husband. But oh. like he says that too. But it's true. And like it's sad because he's been with a lot of like high profile women and they're like, this sucked for me. He didn't hit anybody though, as far as I know. So like, cool. But that's kind of like when people say Louis C.K. didn't assault anybody. It's like, well, it's not the same because he didn't do any crimes. He's just like a shitty dude. He's a talented dude, though. He can do so many accents and impressions. It's unbelievable. You could tell him a location in the United States and he could give you the dialect. That is someone who's worked really, really hard on character building. And I love that. It's just like Elizabeth Moss really got out of there quick. He's like, I can't do that. Is she someone that's into Scientology? Yeah, she's a Scientologist. I, I didn't know that they were married. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, today's really taking a hit for me. Everyone that I'm like, I love this. Yeah. It's like, fuck. Yeah. I just want to win one. <laughs> well, we said some ones that were good. That's true. We should every day be like, here's a person who didn't ruin it for everyone. <laughs> but then we're just waiting for that for to be jinxed. Yeah, for them to ruin it. Like, I want to say Andy Samberg is like the love of my life, but yeah. I just don't. You don't know. I don't want him to... Just don't ruin it for me, Andy, please. I know you're listening. (laughs) I have faith in Alan Lucas. I really do. Alan, I hope you're listening. Yeah. I love and miss you so much, and he's probably the least problematic person I've ever met in my life. Like... I'm so happy to see you when I do. I know I don't come back to Chicago all the time. This is so funny to do this, like, so publicly on our podcast. <laughs> I said his first and last name, too. Whatever. He's a celebrity to me. He is. If you haven't heard of Alan Lucas, just look him up. He's brilliant. He's very funny. Would he hate this attention? Very talented. Probably. I'm sorry, Alan. We oh, love you, Alan. <laughs> we're the problematic ones now. We flipped it. <laughs> At least it's not Andy Samberg. Yeah. It's just nice to have people in your life that you can look to and go like, wow, like you really are just, yeah. You're there and you're you and you need that and I'm here and I'm me and I want that. Yeah. You know? Yeah? Yeah. Do you not feel that way? No, I do. Mm-hmm. I know it took me a minute to respond, but I was trying to get a hold of what you were actually saying and yes. Yeah, yes. I'm also always trying to get a hold of what I'm actually saying. <laughs> it's fair. Life is hard. Life is hard. Life is very hard. Um, I think what I was trying to say was like, Katya always says, this is like the eighth time. Do a shot every time I bring up these two drag queens to you that you don't care about. I'm so sorry. I mean, I've seen the show. She says, um, when you're dealing with people that maybe are like divergent to you. So like Alan is not a good example. She'll say like, you're there and you're you and you want that. I'm here and I'm me and I need that. Mm. And I was just trying to do that, but it's not the same. So 
I understand why you paused to consider what I was saying because I didn't consider what I was saying before I talked. But it did make sense. Thank you. I did. Uh, I did. It did register in my brain afterwards. So, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we watched a movie. We did watch a movie Let's, together. Together, guys. In the same place on the same couch. Guys, gals, everyone in between. Yeah. People. We watched a movie on the same couch and no one fell asleep that's a fact the last time we tried to, oh no we did watch a movie together with martyrs but like that wasn't in person the last time we tried to watch a movie in person together was the exorcist uh for the original podcast and we both fell asleep 30 minutes in hmm. which is not the fault of the exorcist no 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 not at all exorcist it, two less great exorcist one great okay let's watch it for the first time exorcist one two Oh, two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, we already did that. Uh, yeah, but I'm really proud of us. We did good. We did. I, so we watch, is it The Cabin in the Woods or just Cabin in the Woods? I think it's just Cabin in the Woods. We watch Cabin in the Woods and uh, that's a trip. Yeah. It is true that it's about a cabin in the woods on the surface level. Yeah. But it's about so much more. And it was like, there's going to be spoilers, you know? Yeah. Like we say every single time. Are you listening to this podcast and thinking that we're not going to tell you the entire plot (laughs) of the movie? Because if you are, you are mistaken. Because this movie... We tell the plot of other movies. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't listen to this if you haven't seen movies. True. Very true. Um, Let me pull up the description here. It's one of my biggest accomplishments in life that I didn't know the twist of Fight Club before I saw Fight Club. Because I just really enjoyed it. I know it's not for everyone, but for me, in that moment, seeing it for the first time, I was like, what? What? And that's so nice. Yeah. I'm sad people don't have that with the sixth sense, because it's like... So much in the cultural zeitgeist, you know? And maybe it's obvious now? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to watch it. I've only seen the ending. We've talked about this before. Yeah. But I've only seen the ending. Makes me want to scream. uh, Yeah. It's like if you only watch the sequel to a franchise and you didn't watch the first one, you know? It's like if you start with the sequel. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever watched a movie that's the second movie but not the first because somebody else told you that was okay? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> or no? Maybe that's just a weird example of Shot in the Dark. Anyway. <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth. Sure. Pleading the fifth. Uh, come it up is... in this conversation, probably. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it is The Cabin in the Woods. Fuck. Yep. Uh, and here's the description from Wikipedia. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Please don't let me interrupt you. Sorry. <laughs> I tried to contain his knees because you were about to talk. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Oh my God. Okay. Description. When five college kids, Kristen Connolly, Chris Hemsworth, Anna Hutchinson, mm. Fran Kranz, and Jesse Williams mm. arrive at a remote forest cabin for a little vacation. Little do they expect the horrors that await them. One by one, the youths, the youths <laughs> fall victim to backwoods zombies. But there is another factor at play. Two scientists, Richard Jenkins and Bradley Woodford, are manipulating the ghoulish goings-on. But even as the bounty... Oh God! Even as the body count rises, there is yet more at work than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's actually a great way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that happens, and I think there was a part of this movie where I was like, "This seems way too early for this to be going on." And Brie was like, "Yep, 
In a sense, they do kind of tell you the whole thing at the beginning, though. I mean, it doesn't take very long to figure out what's happening. It's just, like, yeah. all of it is a lot. Yeah, and they do, they, like, build it up gradually. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like at the beginning, I was like, what? Like, I knew that the scientists were, like, kind of creating this world for these kids. And you knew it was a sacrifice pretty early on. I guess, yeah. I called and he was on speakerphone, you remember? And he had this whole little thing. Yeah. It's like, the gods. Yeah. Actually, you said gods right away. Actually, the title credits, it's like Midsummer. They show you pictures. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you were like... I was like, what is this? I was like, this is the Titans, right? Yeah. And Brie was like, eh? What? I don't... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it gets going pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I love, so sorry if, I, I hope Mo's eating is not picked up in the background, but I, I hope can't so. guarantee. He has such loud crunches. It's just like, tell me it's, it's okay. When you're in a movie and you're trying to get like movie candies, which are always loud. They can't put movie in like a satin wrap or movie. They can't put candy in a satin wrap at a movie theater. You just put it in plastic. Why are you giving it to me then? You know, my worst experience was at uh, a quiet place. The people, I, I know, uh, the people behind us were eating popcorn and candy so loud. Mm. And I was like, shut up. They're going to hear us. <laughs> it's like, yeah. stop. Look at the title of the film. You know, you're going to eat popcorn and candy. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's so frustrating. so frustrating. But, uh, not as frustrating as like letting your kid walk behind the entire family like that. The very opening scene of that movie. You're gonna let your toddler walk oh, by themselves? Yeah, yeah. Just at all as a as a parent. Right. What are they doing? Right. Deadass, that's how French parents are. They'll just their kids will be like back there, you know? <laughs> and they'll be like, uh, Oniva, you know? Like, what's taking you so long? They'll catch up. They'll catch up. Well, if I don't snatch him first. <laughs> I'm not even a kidnapper, but it's just so easy. It's like right there, you know? Gotta teach him a lesson. It's like if someone leaves fifty bucks on the ground, I don't normally steal money from people, but like if it's on the ground, on the and ground. I don't know whose money it is. Like, yeah. if I didn't see it fall out. Yeah. If I saw it fall out of someone's, like, bag or something, I'd be like, hey, he, this dropped. Don't be an idiot. But if no one else is around, I'm going to yeah. take that shit. If no one's around, I got to take the kid. What am I supposed to do? Who? Yeah. Who, <laughs> who amongst us wouldn't? <laughs> Actually, a real world example of this, there was a gorgeous dog that was like lost in the streets and it was amazing how many people were trying to like get that dog and like find its parents because when you see a cat, people are like, yeah, it's a cat. But this dog, people were like, oh my God, Oh, you're far too pretty for this. Baby. Where's your home? Yeah, it was a little greyhound. For legal reasons, I should say that we have not and will no. not kidnap any no, children. No, 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 no. I've never. <laughs> I swear. You swear. Can you swear in something that's not a Bible? Yeah. In court? What do they do? You just say, I swear, like I promise? Yeah, I think you can bring in it, because uh, when Congress does, it's like any like meaningful text. Oh, really? I think so. That's ill. What would you choose? Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know. We'll get back to that. Yeah, I'll have to right think in. about that. Right in. What would you swear on, if not a Bible? Yeah. Or your preferred religious text. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Would you swear on the screenplay to Cabin in the Woods? It's <laughs> <laughs> not that good. No. I mean, I I loved it. I loved it. I had a very fun time. This movie is very fun. It's really fun. It's. I was it's, really excited to watch it with you. Yeah. It was very. It was a good time. Yeah. 
Um, and there's some fine men in this movie. Oh, oh my god. Like, oh. Chris Hemsworth and Jesse Williams could oh. do anything to me any day. I, I give my consent. We were just... We were like single moms at the Magic Mike Club. We were like for real. <laughs> we were like at Chippendales. Like yeah. Oh my god. Also, listen. I got to watch a play that Jesse Williams is in, and mm-hmm. there is full nudity. Mm-hmm. And listen, after that experience, I just—he's so brilliant in mm. every way. Yeah. And um, I'm just really glad that he exists. Yeah. Gorgeous. I love that line when Chris Hemsworth says, um, be careful with the gorgeous man, we're endangered. (laughs) (laughs) That's already when he's starting to get dumbed down, too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. They have a lot of cute little bits, the two of them. They do. Yeah. 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 Not the main comedic center of the movie at all. I think that's Marty, but, like, they're definitely really funny. (laughs) Like, when he's like, why do you have books? And she goes, I learned it from you. Okay? (laughs) I learned it from watching you! It was funny. I it was it is entertaining or entertaining. What am I thinking of? It is entertaining. You don't think? It's it's an interesting um, subversion on the trope that they had to make him like they had to dumb him down and her and her. She's pre med. Um, You know she's supposed to be actually. Yeah, they were like she's pre med. I was like what? And she's not even blonde. I know. Yeah, I know. I wish we could have seen that character before, but also we don't need to. Irrelevant. Yeah. 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 I'm just curious what she looked like, is all. Yeah. Because it kind of feels like that actress is probably actually blonde. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. She looked blonde. Yeah. I mean, she was blonde. <laughs> I don't want to stereotype. <laughs> don't want to stereotype, but like okay. as a former blonde myself. Um, you could just tell. Yeah. Yeah. I can recognize them from afar. Yeah. It's yeah. True. Yeah. I pick so. them out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, I mean, this movie starts where it's these like college kids college kids are gonna go to this cabin in the woods <laughs> uh-huh. uh, supposedly chris hemsworth's cousin owns it yeah which by the end of it it's unclear yeah even I think he had a cousin yeah no yeah. no um and simultaneously these two like scientists and and uh, they have bets going on in this science lab, and they're like, this has to go perfectly. And it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we got it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I think my family is, like, just distant enough that if somebody said to me, like, you, you have a cousin who has this cabin, so if your friends ever want to, like, use it, you can. I wouldn't investigate it enough to find out, you know? I don't know if you could do that because your family's very close, but, like, yeah, I could have a random family member who, I don't know. Wow. What is that like? Strange. <laughs> What's it like to not have your tribe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean... It's like how my friend... I was telling you my friend from school found out she inherited an island? Or did I not tell you that? No. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. She was like, Grandma died and didn't tell us. She left us an island. We just kind of found out on accident. Yeah. People got it like that. That's insane. Because I seek to like wonder how he just like didn't... Like, if he doesn't have a cousin, like, how did it right, start? Right, Like, were they already making him dumb to that point? Like, did they have an elaborate enough story? We'll never know. Yeah, true. Or is he just... But they, they said that they were making him dumb through... Well, they they put the the dumb liquid in her hair dye, so... Yeah, that's true. And he was touching her hair. She, obviously, was getting into her bloodstream, so, like, I'm assuming that's... She stopped. dyed her hair the day they left, though. Because Redhead was like, oh, new hair. And remember, because yeah. she was like, tell me you like it, because now I'm starting to get insecure. Right, yeah. So, yeah. the hair dye's brand new. Right. They had already planned the trip. They already had the RV. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, I'm like, 
I don't, I don't know what their story is before now. Sure. Yeah. Um, RV is pretty nice. Yeah. It's a decent RV. That's the biggest thing I have to say about this movie. Yeah. The RV, RV model, the make and model. Honestly, ideal. <sighs> it's great. They should have stayed in the RV. I will say I immediately did relate to the redhead. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say the whole movie, we were, the whole time throughout the movie, I was thinking of all the horror movies it was reminding me of. Oh, yes. Yeah. was meaning to say the RV reminded me of Hills Have Eyes, but I neglected I haven't to say. seen that movie yet. It's, it's, mm, I don't know that you need to. Good to know. I mean, yeah. Good to know. Horror fans might debate because it is like a cult movie. Yeah, but, it's like uh, a quintessential, like commonly known. Personally, I don't feel that any of the versions of it have ever been good. Wow. But I'm glad that I saw it. All right. And I like, is that, who is that? Wes? No. Oh, oh my God. That's not John Carp. Who made? I should really know that. It's horrible. I think it is. Let me think about it. Okay. I think it's Wes um, Craven, but I'll think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It was very cool. Now that I've like seen a bunch of horror movies to be able to point out like, oh yeah, I know what this is from. I know like what this is referencing, like getting to kind of see that because basically this movie is, and, and why I had been kind of waiting to watch it for a while because I wanted to get familiar with horror movie tropes, um, and get familiar with what was it? It was Wes Craven. It was Wes Craven. Yeah. Good to know. Um, but yeah, I wanted to like get more familiar with the tropes and like watch some of the classic movies that like would be in this. So I'm glad that we, we saved it for a while through. Mm-hmm. Um, hello. Mo, do you have an opinion on classic horror tropes? Yeah, Mo, what is your, what is your opinion on tropes? Uh, it really cute if you meowed just then. But okay. okay then, but he doesn't do it when I want him to, cause he's a bitch. But I love him. Oh my God. <laughs> I just love him so much. <laughs> If you're wondering what he just did, he just jumped. So, <laughs> he's just existing as a cat. Morgan's he's like, oh my god. Living. And I'm like, oh, my, my heart and soul. Like every cat mom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, they have like a bunch of horror movie tropes. And of course, the group, it has the blonde. It the has jock. The, the jock who starts as a... I mean, they all were like, yeah, why is he being like this? Because he does start as like an intellectual, like literally in the first scene, um, the redhead, the virgin, quote unquote, um, she was going to bring these like textbooks with her. And he's like, don't bring these. Like, this guy's a lot smarter. Like, bring this one instead if you get bored. So like, you can see he's smart. Um, And then they have another intellectual in Jesse Williams, who's just the best. Um... And then the stoner slash comedic relief mm-hmm. in Marty. The fool. The fool. Yep. Yep. And immediately I was starting to pick out who I was in the group. And even though, sorry, mom and dad, I'm not a virgin. Neither is she. Neither is she. Uh, definitely related to her the most. I feel like I'm not. Yeah. You're virginal. I'm, yeah, I'm virginal-ish. Yes. Kind yes. of. Surprisingly. Um... And then I was just like picking out my friends who would be each character. And I don't think I want to reveal that information. Oh, do you think that people would have feelings? You think yeah. they wouldn't agree? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I was thinking I about think, Marty. I wasn't thinking about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think my boyfriend would agree that he is very similar to Marty. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. But I see why you hesitated. Yep. All right. We don't need to say anything else. 
Yeah, but... Uh, we love our friends. We love our friends. Yeah. And it was just kind of fun to be like, who mm. would be who? Would be who? Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely me and Kev would be... Yeah. What's her face in Marty? I don't even know her name. Dana. Dana. Dana's okay. near her name. Um, so Marty is like really great to have in a horror movie because it's nice to have a character who's like the voice of reason for the audience. I feel Which like I is crave so, that so much. It is so funny that he's like the stoner, but yet he's the voice of reason, yeah. which, yeah. I mean, he's the first one that like figures out that they're being manipulated. He's the first one that's like, what the fuck is actually going on? Like, why are these people behaving in this way? Like, he's the one that points out when Chris Hemsworth is like becoming into this like jock, like Dumbra kind of dude. Um, He's like, what? Like, he, he's a sociology major. Yeah. He's like, why is he acting like this? And everyone else is like, yeah, I don't know. I he's think drunk. it's fine. He's drunk. He's high. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think it, I, that's a very interesting subver- subversion on the trope. Yeah. But I think there's so many that moments way. that wouldn't have worked otherwise if there hadn't been someone to be like, what? Like yeah. reading the Latin when he's like, definitely don't read the Latin. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's what we all say when we watch these movies, you open the book and you see the magic words. So your first thought is I better say that out loud. <laughs> I mean, like, no. also, how would you know how to pronounce Latin? Also, how does she know? She specifically says it doesn't mean anything. Do you remember that? How does she know it doesn't mean anything? You speak every language there ever was. It's Latin. How do they even know it's Latin? Then, right. If she says it doesn't mean anything. Right. It either is Latin or it is not Latin. First of all. Second of all, your Latin is so good that you know which parts of it, like, make a sentence, and which is just, like, truck, tree, ice cream. Right. Also, then, Jesse Williams' character is like, yeah, I know Latin. I'm like, what the fuck? So it does mean something. So it does mean something, but, like, you didn't feel like reading that. You didn't feel like showing that to him who knows Latin before reading it. Come on, Dana. Yeah. But if we were in a real-life scenario where we went to go stay in a cabin in the woods like that... My voice just cracks. I'm going through puberty. I'm sorry. Um, and then we went into their basement and they had a bunch of cool stuff like that. You think we wouldn't have our hands up on it? I'd definitely play around with the shit, but I wouldn't read no, that no. Latin. You never read out the Latin. loud. No. No. We're not rookies. No. That's a rookie move. We would have just picked a different way to die. I don't think we would have fallen for the diary. I think we would have fallen for a different thing. I would have probably read the diary, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. have read it out loud. Yeah, I think we would have fallen for the puzzle box, personally, because I think it's, like, the most, like, I need to figure out what this is kind of thing, and you would just mm. accidentally turn it, which is essentially how Hellraiser happens. I think the pu- puzzle box is, like, a clear reference to Hellraiser, and it's just, like, nobody really knows what they're doing, and then it's too late. It's just mm. the matter of pressing a button, whereas the diary, you have to, like, stop and read it to right. find it up. Right, I don't know what the, like, uh, jewelry box would have been. I don't know what the locket would have been, but, like, the puzzle box seems really easy. I wonder what the, the mermen would have been. It was a shell. Oh, it was the conch. Yeah. The conch. The conch. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. I mean, that was cool at the end. That was the ugliest merman I've ever seen in my life. It was That was not the lighthouse. I did not want to know what his genitals looked like. No. No, 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 no. No. I don't want to see that. No. I don't want to see underneath that guy. But yeah, um, it's kind of cool that they have a, what did you say? It's like the trolley problem, I guess. Yes. Yeah. They have at least something for the audience to debate. Like you said, you don't know who you're rooting for. And I was really struck by it because I felt like it was clear to be rooting for the mains and not for the scientists. But I guess the alternative is the end of the world. Yeah. So do you want to save these college kids or do you want to save everybody? Yeah. And I was kind of rooting for the scientists for a while. Because Morgan is an optimist (laughs) and I'm a nihilist and I want to watch the world burn. 
I don't know if I would even describe myself as a not or as an optimist though. Like I, I f- genuinely think that we just fuck everything up, but mm. but you have I want to try to make it better. Mm-hmm. You have faith that it could get better, which is why I think that you would be like, let's let's keep this system going. Maybe, maybe not necessarily because we debate at the it, end but, like. Yeah pretty heavily like what do we think we would actually do like if the gun yeah. is in our hand was the choice we would have made yeah i don't know i guess you have to be in that moment to know but it's kind of interesting that she says maybe we should give someone else a chance yeah yeah i wonder what because... she thinks she means by that well because isn't the idea that nobody gets a chance now because it's the end well it's humankind oh the gods get a chance no there are oh. other creatures that exist oh my god the multiverse man it's yeah dude like, <laughs> i can't listen a spoiler for everything everywhere all at once but like hot dog hand people may be the saviors of seems like a really practical thing to have hot dogs in your hands i just say that someone who really loves eating hot dogs i could be in a hot dog eating competition so if my hands were hot dogs, how long is that going to last? Would you say that that is the thing you miss most about being vegan? Because honestly, that's probably the thing I miss most about being vegetarian. No, because I like, think hot dogs are like weird enough on their own when they're real. You can get veggie hot dogs that are like... Oh, but you can't get the same... It's not the same texture. How many I veggie would, hot dogs you had? Veggie hot dogs, I feel like really? they, they tend to be like grainy instead of like... you got to get a tofu pup. Go to Hy-Vee. Okay. Do you have, okay. It's like a schnucks. Do you guys have schnucks in Wisconsin? No. It's like your mom and pop shop. It's like the Piggly Wiggly... Okay. Like the, I guess Menards isn't the same, but you know. <laughs> no. It's like your local store. Okay. And at ours, it's called Hy-Vee. They have tofu pups in there, much more like hot dog consistency. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll have to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would do. I really don't. Like, and I guess we were talking because the two characters that end up at the end are like me and my boyfriend. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, would I kill him? And I don't know. I've still yet to get his response. He hasn't texted me back. Yeah. Um, it's because he doesn't want to say, I would kill you. Because <laughs> he can tell already that's, like, a relationship bad, you know? Like, when she says, Probably. how do I look in this dress? you got to really stop yourself, okay? The answer is yes. Because she's asking you a specific question <laughs> that has one answer. How do I look in this dress? Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, baby, I wouldn't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a way easier question. Like, do these pants make me look fat or something? That feels like a bait. Like, you're really trying to like. Full bait. Either way, you're trying to start a fight. I think. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Would you, if it was you and me in that situation, would you kill me? No. Probably not. You'd save mankind. Wait. Oh no. If she had killed him, then mankind would have been saved. I said I wouldn't kill you. Maybe if, like, the person wasn't you, my answer would be different. But, like, I think if we had gone through that together and we got to the end, like, the final boss battle like that, and I had the choice, no. Honestly, I don't think I would. We'd just deal with the end of the world together? Yeah. The way they did. We'd smoke a J. That sounds perfect, actually. What a great way to spend the end of the world. Yeah. Whatever. I like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Would you kill me? It's a bait. (laughs) <laughs> it's a bait um you can say yes it's all right i get it no i don't think i would i don't think i'd be able to do it 
Because it's me. I feel like I'd probably want to, but I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably want to for the sake of mankind, but I probably wouldn't because it is you. And I I don't think I could. Couldn't get it up. I don't think I could hold a gun to this sweet face and these cute little cheeks. (laughs) You could just let the werewolf do it. That's true. True. Would you? No. Okay. I would have done what she did too. I would have been like, Marty. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. We're good friends. (laughs) We hate humanity, but we love each other. Gay. It's pretty gay. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. Um, Uh, Let's go back to... When they arrive at the cat. Oh. No. The hawk? No. Not the hawk. No. Even further. Let's go back to the gas station and that creepy (gasps) old guy. Because I really didn't understand anything, anything that he was saying. I, I truly, that whole portion with him, I didn't get. That was the first choice that they didn't choose. That's why he was saying they already messed it up with their insolence. So I think the idea is, which by the way, that's also a very common horror movie trope that they're like at this abandoned gas station and there's like a townie that's there that's like, uh, you know. Creepy. Yeah. It's very children of the corn. It's very hills have eyes, you know? And so I think that what they're getting at is like, if they had participated in that scenario more, that was the first idea. And then that didn't happen. So then they continue on to the cabin like that scenario could have been the one that killed them i don't know in what way but it just seemed like that's what that's why he was there because they were saying like they have to choose it we would never force them so like we put them in that scenario but they chose to like amicably leave he calls her a whore oh. and they didn't start a fight it could have it looked like her sims were about to do something but then he didn't right Marty right. makes a joke they get back in the van right they could have like stolen some gas they could have i don't know well, and he also was warning them. He's like, yeah, I've seen a lot of people go into that house. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. They could have turned around. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, get out of here, you crazy Mordecai. Yeah. I think all of it's planting <laughs> seeds to try to get them to do something that will kill them. Yeah. 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 I just really didn't like, and then he was on the phone with the I scientist and it, that was a funny moment, but I didn't even understand what he was trying to say. I but I also just... think that they didn't either. They were like, eh, you fucking crazy. Like in, in older horror movies, they will often just cast people that are actually like their characters. Like in the original last house on the left, mm. they, these are, I mean, they're performers, but like some of them weren't. They were kind of just like, we're on a budget, you know, we had to pick creepy people. So I think that the scientist picked someone who's actually just a creepy guy. And so when he calls the guys, like, I don't want to talk to him. It's probably because like we hired him to do this and like his thing is done. We're still working. I don't want to talk to him, you know? Yeah. But like, he's actually in it, this guy, like this is his whole yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that okay. was the purpose for that is how I interpreted it. <laughs> I did like that. Am I on speakerphone? <laughs> no, I could hear the echo. <laughs> And also because it gives you exposition because he's talking about the gods. He's talking about like their true. blood will like cleanse us, you know? Yeah. And also yeah. again for the horror movie nod of having that gas station worker. Yeah. I can name like five horror movies off the top of my head that have that creepy gas station worker. Oh, my yeah. My favorite is Urban Legend though. I haven't seen that one either. And I we can't saw- tell you that scene because that scene is so good. It's so yummy. Listen, we are still just <sighs> at the beginning here. We might have to revisit Cabin in the Woods after I've seen more of these yeah. movies so that I would get all of the references. But uh, then we can pause the elevator scene and like... Oh, you know, count them, count them, count them. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I really liked um, Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins mm-hmm. as like both the comedic relief and just as their like scientist characters. I think yeah. it, it was a really cool 
addition to the movie that made it like not as traumatizing because they were that moment those moments of like relief and release um i love the choice for the editing the timing and the music for the opening credit mm-hmm. for the title credit they're just having like some sort of conversation i don't know about like getting off work and like yeah. I don't even know what they're talking about. It's so mundane. And then it's like jump scare music and it's like blood red text cabin yeah. in the woods. And it's so great. Because <laughs> that was like the first moment I think where you were like, what? I was like, what is going on? <laughs> what are we watching? What is this movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think The Hawk was another one. The yeah. Hawk. Whew. Which I have never thought before, but I will continue to say, I, don't, I think the Hawk scene probably shouldn't have been in it. I think yeah. it would have made it stronger. But I feel like everyone would have been confused also. Were you not confused the whole time? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like they would have been confused by, like... What happened? Yeah. Okay. With Chris Hemsworth. You wouldn't have assumed if you had just seen the Chris Hemsworth scene, though, that they're in some sort of... I don't want to say... Sim- well, yeah, sim- simulated... Yeah. Wouldn't you just intuit what that meant by seeing the screen because you see him fall down a large screen too it's not just like he hits right. it and then he like disappears right he right. falls for that's a while true. that's true because i guess can they never get out though then they try to because i forgot to close the tunnel they didn't forget to close the tunnel actually the tunnel thing is important the tunnel thing's very important yeah yeah but yeah the tunnel's the only way out do you think the tunnel um the the tunnel's the only way out Yes. Okay. And do you think... I think they're essentially in like a house of mirrors kind of thing. And so... Do you think that with the scientists, because basically in this movie, all through, they're like, it's just up to the US and Japan. Like everyone else... Ruined it. Fucked it up. Yeah. So it's like, it's just up to us in Japan and it looks like Japan is losing. So they're like putting a lot of pressure on the scientists for like getting it right. Mm-hmm. And Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins the whole time are like, don't worry about it. We got this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. And then especially when it's the zombies, they're like, the success rate is enormous. Mm-hmm. Do you think that due to their overconfidence, they forgot to close off this no. tunnel? No. That's not how I interpret it. Okay. I could be wrong. I think what happened is at the party at the very end, they start celebrating way too early and everybody's like drinking in the office. They were like close call with the tunnel thing or something. It's like a throwaway line. And someone says, uh, that wasn't us. That was upstairs. There was like a glitch. There was an electrical glitch upstairs. And then you hear the red phone ring and everyone stops. And he says, turn off the music. And he gets the call from upstairs. I think what happened is you see Marty get dragged into a pit with a zombie and you see blood fly. The assumption is that he's dead and they pull the little lever that like does the ritual thing. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they do that, the, the clay cracks on the wall. And the building starts to shake. For the rest of the movie, the building is shaking. I think right away, what happened was Marty was killing the zombie, and that's what the blood was. He didn't die. So when they pulled it, it ruined it. That was like... And okay. so the electrical moment they're talking about, like when there was a change upstairs, it was already too late at that point. Like they fucked up. Got you. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because I was sitting here thinking, I was like, how did they not know? Like, don't they have cameras everywhere? Like, how yeah. did they not know that Marty was still alive? But then that makes sense that then he, yeah, yeah, they fucked that up. And they didn't know because they, they didn't have cameras everywhere because he went in the tunnel. The tunnel right. was in the, yeah. Right. So, and they yeah. didn't know that. What did they say about the, what they were treating him with that was actually making him immune? I didn't pick it no, up No, the weed. No, they were. Because he was smoking so much, it actually made him immune. They treated the weed, but then later they make a comment about it. They, she was like, I don't understand how he's so lucid. We treated the shit out of that weed. Do you remember that line? Yes. But. I thought there was something in the weed that counteracted it yeah, or something. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Do you remember what they said? No. Like, 
I thought it was literally the weed that like saved him. It. Yeah, that saved him. Which, yeah. Like, is that the point of this movie? That drugs save. <laughs> drugs are the best. So light Listen. up, my dude. <laughs> okay, brother. Let's fight some zombie backwoods hillbillies, bro. <clears throat> I was telling Morgan that I'm really happy to see the actress who I should have looked up her name. I should know her name. Um, there's an actress who plays one of the zombies, who's a little girl, and she's in a lot of horror movies, and I just love seeing her. I feel like people who really, really love horror movies get the same sort of, like, tingle when they see Jamie Lee Curtis and a bunch of things, you know? It's like a scream queen. Like, I love to see it. Yeah. I... That's a dead bitch. A dead bitch. (laughs) Chris Hemsworth, like, checks her and, like, flips her like a... Like, I don't even know. He, like, clotheslines the shit out of her. Clotheslines her. And it's so funny because I wonder if that was, like, a stunt performer or if that was, like, a sack <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> I think it was probably a sack. So I funny. hope it was. I hope Because then as he's doing it, he's just like, dead bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I feel yeah. real bad for his girlfriend, though. That was a that was That was terrible. That was bad. You know, when you think about ways you don't want to die, as we all do. <laughs> That's got to be Getting decapitated by a rusty saw is probably the... By uh, zombies. By zombies. In the woods. In the woods. While you're naked and afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Tits out. Just really no pants. On drugs. (laughs) I would say, listen... Crossfaded. If people could... (laughs) Whatever I say. Ah, oh, man, I hate that we're recording because I want to know, but it's probably something you don't feel comfortable saying. It's just like... I can edit it out. What could um, you possibly be about to say? I was going to say, like, you know, so, someone better get some use out of these before I... If I'm going to die, like, at they least better. people see my glorious tits for That's one true. last minute. Her tits were beautiful, too. They were great. Which, you know, another horror movie trope, I gotta say. I feel great like tits. when I watch 70s horror movies, I think, did every woman in the 70s have perfectly symmetrical tits? I know the actual answer is like they were only casting people who were like looked a certain way, but for a but, long time watching horror movies, I was like, wow, this is like, this is a thing. It looks so good. And it's really, to me, I mean, I don't have the, the tit stats right in, <laughs> but to me, it seems like a, a 70s horror thing specifically, because I feel like after that, it's not like there's not nudity, but it's just like a lot less of like, there's like a perfect, like slim sort of like, you know, then they're always like naked. <laughs> Edit this out. I'm talking Dream. about tits. <laughs> No, but like, yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Tits. Yeah. That scene was, yeah. And I think they specifically had to, they kept saying like, we have to get the boobs. We we're trying to please the gods downstairs, right. which is gross. Which disgusting. Yeah. Who is it? Dionysus? Who are you trying to please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably Dionysus or Zeus. Classic. I mean, yeah. for real. I thought he's more of an ass man. Zeus? You think he's more tits? I feel like he's more tits and Dionysus is more ass because I feel like Dionysus is more sexually fluid. No, Zeus is too. Never mind. I don't know. Yeah. I see. Tits and ass. Yeah. Tits and ass. Mm. Won't change your life, but they'll short. What are the words? Make it better. I don't know. You know what? Nope. Tits and ass. Buy myself a fancy pair. I've done two Broadway things that you didn't know today. This weekend is like top turvy, topsy-turvy, guys. I haven't fallen asleep watching movies with Morgan. <laughs> I stayed awake for the entire evening back to back. Yeah. Like we went to bed together, which never happens. Never happens. I actually fell asleep before Brie. And I just did two Broadways today that you didn't know. Yeah. What? 
I gotta look up what it's from. But I'm anyway. a stupid. You're not. <laughs> I just can't believe. Oh my goodness. You oh, said bear wait, wait. trap. Bear trap is also oh uh, another really bad. Anytime, and there's someone that consistently goes in with the bear trap, and every single time it uh, makes me. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, every single time that bear trap comes out, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I love it. I've never seen that used as a weapon for in a horror movie. So brownie points for that, for yeah. uniqueness, for cleverness, and it's brutal. Like, yeah. it's effective. You feel it. Ugh. Even though the only character to get, like, bear-trapped and then kind of have a full recovery is, is Jesse, I think. Yeah. Because, yeah. I think if I got bear-trapped in the back like that, and then he gets, like, he gets, like, know? up. Yeah, he's he gets, yo-yoed. He's, like, dragged. Yeah. yeah. But then he doesn't bring it up again. He's, like, running around doing everything, you know? Well, he dies not that long afterwards. But it's not even, like, a... I mean, but I do think adrenaline is a factor in that. In your spine? Like a bear trap atta- on your spine? I don't know. We should try it. Do you have? <laughs> I just want to know. I actually do. It's under my bed. Do you want me yeah. to get it out? Yeah, it's like... Do you want me to bear trap you in the back? Because like someone <laughs> almost gets bear trapped in the face. I think it's Dana. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like the adrenaline was like... Well, she also gets bear trapped <laughs> and she... She actually gets... Did you pay attention to what was happening while they were partying? And you can still see her on screen? Because she gets fucking wrecked she gets wrecked so also it's kind of like crazy but i think that's also a horror movie trope they're doing because i feel the final girl is often supernaturally able to survive yeah yeah when when sydney prescott jumps out of like windows in that giant yeah. house and she's okay yeah you know yeah like yeah i um <laughs> was watching that movie with a friend and was thinking like she jumps out of the window and lands on a boat and like she's okay because there's a tarp on the boat but there's like a boat under the tarp you know, like she just that wouldn't work. Like you doesn't. break your back on the seats. Yeah. Like what? It's very similar in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like it's crazy. This person survives this much. Yeah. So yeah. Adrenaline. Yes. But mostly final girl. Yeah. Cause That's he's fair. really like throwing her around like in a Looney Tunes way. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. And again, but then the, <laughs> the weed cup, the I love, bong cup. I want great. him to make that. It looks it, so cool. Cause then he just stretches so it out. Cool. It's like, bam. Do you do a, do you ever have like a know your weapon moment? Like if you're thinking zombie apocalypse, if I'm in this room right now, there's zombies, like what can I use? Uh, fucking candle. <laughs> okay. So you just looked around your whole room and, <laughs> and you thought there's a zombie. So I'm going to throw like, a candle, let it bed. smell like a delicious bath and body works aroma. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Um, I don't know if that's what I'll stick with. Mm. If someone attacked right now, that's just what's closest. But you could use me. I'm closer. I wouldn't throw you at a zombie. That would be I'm funny. Protect you. <laughs> it's like bowling. <laughs> I mean, I do have knives right there. I'd probably yeah. be like either a knife person, baseball, baseball bat. Baseball bat. Baseball bat would be number one for me. What is? Because I think I got this from Jesse Eisenberg's scene at the beginning of Zombieland. Do you remember what he does when Amber Heard comes in and she's all zombified? I haven't seen Zombieland. Oh. Okay, then I won't spoil it. But it's, that's what it's from. They have, like, the rules of how to survive the zombie apocalypse. And oh, I love it's, like, that. know your weapon or something. Yeah. And so. I would pull, like, a Steve from Stranger Things and get a, like, put nails on my baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And that would be, that would probably be my weapon of choice. How do they do that when the nails are, like, the pointy ends are out? How do you get it in the baseball bat? Like, how do you get the, the flat side inside of it? Where is it pointy? Know. Is it double point? It's a double fisted kind of. I don't know. All right. I'd have to do some research. I used to have a metal baseball bat in my bedroom because I watch a lot of scary movies. And my mom would always take it and put it back in the garage. And I would always take it and put it back in my room because I felt like 
you're more concerned that I'm going to hurt myself and less concerned about me feeling security will impact that in therapy. I feel <laughs> like the big thing though that made her like officially get rid of it was I had some friends over who don't like horror movies, most of my friends, and I really wanted to watch something and I was like, we should watch Saw, you know, like it's, it's really intelligent, it's really interesting, it's really short, like it's not like jump scary, like you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And they got so freaked out in the first like 20 minutes that my friend... <laughs> I was like rocking back and forth in the dark trying to scare them and my friend picked up the baseball bat. She was like, I'm gonna hit it out. I'm gonna hit it out of you. And my mom slammed open the door at like 3 a.m. And she just said, I know two girls who can go home. And just walked away. And my friends went to bed so quick, I swear. And I never saw that baseball bat again. Oh my God, that's so, amazing. Yeah. I used to have like a mini, cause I, my room in high school Yes, my room in high school was, like, in the basement, mm -hmm. and it was, like, right next to the door, and I had, like, windows, like, right next to my bed. So, of course, I was terrified. So, whenever I would get scared, I had this, like, mini baseball bat that I would just put under my pillow, and I was like, just in case. Yeah. It just made me feel better. I've really been wanting one of those lately. Or I wanted one when I was in my studio, because I was terrified every single night, um, mm. especially the last week that I was there. It was terrifying. Yeah. Um, I really wanted... A baseball bat again, so I'm like, oh, I should, I should get a baseball bat just for protection. Metal or wood? I feel like I personally prefer wood, but I know metal would be better in terms yeah. of like causing harm. Sure, it's true. Because it's harder. Yeah, but when it out, if you have a thermos that extends into a bong, then you. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, um, and then I mean. Yeah, Jesse Williams, yeah. his death was also pretty great. Um, his character's such a sweetheart. He really is. When I was saying, oh, he's such a nice guy, and you were like, I don't know, with the, the window or the mirror thing. Oh, yeah, and I was like, was, is he? Really nice. But then he was. Yeah. That two-way mirror. It's creepy. He knew what he was doing when he took off his shirt. Oh, he knew what he was doing for the audience. Mm-hmm. He said, just, which one's my camera? Which, okay, why do you think that mirror existed? Oh, well, you know, like they said, everything is planted there to, like, help g drive the narrative. So I guess, like, if we're doing, like, s horned up, uh, not teenagers, but, you know, college kids in the woods, summer, mm, trying to stir up some sort of sexuality, maybe trying to, like, distract, maybe, like, so he can witness her death or, like, I don't know. There's, like, so many little horror movie moments that you could mm -hmm. do with that. Mm -hmm. Even if I was just, like, making a student film and I had access to that, I would be like, we could use this. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, I just think it's a nice touch. Yeah, I would agree. And it does add to, like, the creepy levels of the house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like, one of the last um, relatable moments I feel from from those characters before they start reading Latin and, like, splitting up and doing a bunch of stupid shit is yeah. them both seeing the painting and going, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. There's, yeah. like, a cursed painting there. Like, it's yeah. just so gross looking. It's like, you know, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which 100% agree. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he ends up getting stabbed through the throat, which is just mm -hmm. graphic and, uh, very cool. Yes. Liked that one. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and then we get to, you know, the, it's just the virgin, and we think she's gonna die too. Can I ask you something? Yeah, yeah. You're uncomfortable with making out with the wolf because it's a dead wolf? Ugh! Or because you think it's dirty? Or both? You think if she had Clorox wiped it first, it would have been better, or still? Well, she's just licking bleach. Oh, okay. If she had done, like, a soap and water, it's okay. I mean, I would be less grossed out, but still weirded out, you know? Yeah. Also, it just looked weird. Yeah. How would you do it? <laughs> I wouldn't. It's truth or dare. You have to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Oh, my God. You're just like Dana. Oh, I you know. You dress like Dana. I'd be like, mm. truth. 
truth yeah. instead. Classic. <laughs> That's so. Tell it was the just truth. so gross. How would you make she was just like me? licking the teeth though, and like blah, blah. it just looked so disgusting. And then everyone was like, "We dared her to do this, but now we regret it." <laughs> like that was yeah. the face that everyone was giving. Like even Chris Hemsworth was like, "Oh, I, that's not even hot. That's not I attractive." It was funny. <laughs> I like her little flirting with it. You know, yeah. I love the cinematography of her like slowly walking up to it and it's like panning up her. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I love afterwards she just closes her eyes and goes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was funny, but it was weird. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's just not my, I, yeah, no, yeah. no. I'd be like, mm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Um, I was going to go to the elevator. Elevator. Okay. Yes. Cause like, all right, Dana. Marty. Yeah. No one knows that Marty survived. Uh, the people in the office were celebrating. They were like, the virgin's left. No one cares about her. Like, I kind of want her to win now. Blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, but something's wrong. And then Marty comes on back with his bong and saves the day. And um, they go down this elevator. Can I just say also how brave that was for Marty to find a way out, figure out what's going on and still climb out of it and go back into the horror movie scenario. Yeah. Looking for his friends. Yeah. In enough time to save a friend. Yeah. That's. He's very cool. Yeah. And she was still He's about to kill dude. him. He's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Dana. What are we going to do? Here? I don't think she was going to. Like she, she said, I said, probably wouldn't She have. said, I, was, I probably wouldn't have done it. Probably has some doubt in it though. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. That's kind of I probably wouldn't kill you. Yeah. It's hard when Sigourney Weaver's being there all like with her dom energy I'm telling you what to do. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Every time I think about her, I think about her in uh, Baby Mama, you know? And they're like, how are you pregnant? Oh, and she's my like, God. Yes. Aren't you like 60? You wouldn't think so if you saw my uterus. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about an, un- an underrated movie. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. So, oh God. Marty is the best. He's the best. my favorite character. They get in this elevator and they really piece everything together. Um, yeah, because they're they're in this. Basically, it's like all these cubes. In the, it's a bunch of elevators that have all of the monsters in it. So then they go through and they look at all the monsters and they piece everything together. And it's like, oh fuck. And there's a moment there that's clearly just for the, like the the true fans that are gonna pause it later when they include all the little details of all the elevators because yeah. like otherwise there's no way you're gonna catch. You know. Everyone, yeah. And I like the time they took to yep. do all that. Yep. Like the, the twins from The Shining stand out immediately, yep. but, yep. you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot there. Yeah. It's so cool. And then when they come out, they, they find a way to, like, hide in this office. They, like, lock the office door. They know that everyone's coming after them. Yes. And they find a way to release all of the monsters. And I yeah. will say that scene was epic epic it's like you know in movies when you're like there's no reason for there to be like a, a self-destruct button like that like there's it's so random there's a big red button that's like okay you really want shit to pop off and that button was right there yeah but it was great it was, it was really great because like also yeah there's a lot of references to horror movies that you can pick out but sometimes there's just like random shit i yeah. love the unicorn the unicorn it was the best yeah who would have thought that a unicorn would be violent but it very well could be yeah in someone's reality if I had to choose how to go, I feel like getting gored by a unicorn is like a really Fun interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly you didn't like the hushed little baby, so that's not your. Oh my god, no! Moment. I have a I have a thing about kids singing. Like I just don't like it. I thought that was a, a, a woman. No, it In was the like white a kid dress that was like slowly walking towards him. Yeah, it was like a kid. Oh, okay. I thought. I don't. We don't see her front, do we? We I don't, don't see know. behind her. I just didn't like it. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't like it. Yeah. 
Either um, kids singing or like lullabies. I'm like, yes. no, no. I wonder okay. how ballerina would have worked out. Like, what's the scenario where? Well, she like eats. Yeah, but like zombies seem like they'd be hard to get away from. Yeah, true. I know that like she wouldn't work in like the cabin in the woods scenario, maybe. But also, is that what the ballerina? Oh, the music box. Do you think? Because it was a ballerina spinning around in the music box that Jesse was looking at. Do you think she was somehow related to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was her. That was that reference. It's just because she's like a little like twig of a eleven year old. You know, she has a face that's entirely yeah, just made of teeth. Hunt her across the room. <laughs> Don't give her a second to bend down and eat you. I mean, cr- Christ! Or get a step ladder. She's gonna have to climb up just to get to Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> True. Even I if would she bit him like a tree as well. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was great though. The bloodbath was really yeah. the best. And honestly, to see the scientists get mauled by the things that they've been turning on other people were it was satisfying, but also sad. Yeah. And then Richard Jenkins' death, I would say that was the saddest. Yeah. But also fitting. Everyone's it seemed fitting. Yep. Yep. But, uh... I wonder why, um, zombie girl didn't kill Dana. I wonder why she walked down the stairs and went straight for the person that the plot needed to kill. Maybe she was also sick of killing people. Maybe. Maybe she was like, hey, I don't want to be used by these fuckers anymore. They're stuck in, in cages, too. Yeah, it's true. And at one point, the Japanese school kids did liberate the spirit of the ghost. Yes. Which was very nice of them. That's very do. sweet. Yeah. And turned her into a happy frog. Yeah. Yeah. I love it when he's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, (laughs) to like a screen full of children. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like that this movie was like genuinely funny. Yeah. I had a good time. You could definitely make more of these and explain more of the story, but I don't need to know. Yeah. No, I don't want to. Yeah. Like I'm curious about what the other failures were, but it's okay. But like, yeah, I really, I I don't really need to know any of that information. It's fine. Um, yeah. You can definitely over explain sometimes (laughs) and it ruins it. Like a cabin in the woods too, and it's just the gods. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try this again with aliens. <laughs> like, no, it's not gonna. It'd be bad. Yeah, but yeah, I. I like that. It's such a good one. I had a lot of fun while watching it. It's definitely a mind fuck. Yeah. The oh, the shot with the with the dead bitch. Um, there's a shot there's one particular shot um with marty i think in the foreground and then it's like they do this very cool thing with the camera when like it didn't even feel like it was a camera trick though it just felt like it was it just like shimmers it's like you could do that on stage it was just like well done oh Oh, no i was was she disappeared and came back well yes but it was also that because it like shimmered and then she also disappeared and came Mm. back and like it was just very yeah because she's dressed in all white and it's a very black background so when you see the white it stands out right away it's kind of like any time in a movie where you see someone coming up behind someone else you know like what's gonna happen and then she just kind of like steps to the side and it's perfectly placed so that you don't need special effects like you don't need anything she just stepped into the shadows right right and it was so scary there's no music right there's like it's just yeah it's perfect and i think also there was like this i think that there was like a light on the cabin as well so Mm -hmm. like she was kind of in the light so it's like you almost didn't see her at first because also they do this thing where like the camera i don't i call it shimmering but it's not really shimmering it just like wobbles yeah um and so it was like that happened and then within that the background moving and you have marty in the foreground it's like i didn't even notice her coming up 
until like afterwards and then I was like oh my god like she's coming out there too and then she like disappeared and I'm like what the fuck is going on like it was just very all very cool very well shot very well done I yeah and some of the CGI is dated I mean it was 2012 so dated slightly um but I I just really it was really I liked it yeah it was fun if I was actually high when watching it I would have been terrified yeah I would have freaked out I would have freaked the fuck out because I would not understand. It would not compute in my brain anything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Should we do, should we maybe take a fiver sure. and then do some trivia quick? Yeah. Okay. That works for me. A lot of trivia that I'm very excited about. Okay. Um, so first and foremost, the thermal coffee mug slash bong was a fully functional mug and bong as portrayed in the film. And the prototype cost $5,000 to make. Wow. Which exciting. I want it. Yeah. I don't have $5,000, but yeah, that'd be a fun. prototype though. Um, <laughs> true. True. Um, it also says during the lake scene, the only student to not jump into the lake is Marty who remains fully clothed on the dock. <laughs> this was partially due to Fran Kranz. Um, the guy that plays Marty, noticeably being in as good, if not better shape than the other male students. In the commentary for the film, the writers joke that he was ripped like muscular Jesus and assert that if Marty were shown being that fit, it would ruin the character. That's such an amazing thing. This is also why Marty wears baggier clothes than the other students. That's great. I love that for him. Yeah, I really love that. (laughs) Good for you. Um, Da-da-da. As ripped as Chris Pratt. Or not Chris Pratt. Wow. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Different Chris. God, but Chris Pratt also. No, I uh, hate him, actually. Yeah, not on Team Pratt. Um, when Jules kisses the wolf head on the wall, the wolf's tongue is covered in powdered sugar to give it a dusty look and to make the scene tolerable for Anna Hutchinson. Sure. Um, Josh Whedon and Drew Goddard wrote the script in just three days. Okay. And Drew Goddard is the one that ended up actually directing in his directorial debut. It's Josh Whedon, you said? Josh Whedon. Joss Whedon. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the failed rituals from other countries are references to various classic movies and monsters. The Kyoto ritual is a reference to Ringu or the ring. Mm-hmm. Buenos Aires ritual is a reference to King Kong. Mm-hmm. Stockholm ritual is a reference to John Carpenter's The Thing. And the Madrid reference mm-hmm. it appears to reference uh, Dracula. Okay. The only one that I got was King Kong because it's a giant dead gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good to know. Um, okay, so the reason why, so we've been going back and forth um, behind the scenes and also on the pod as to whether this is 2011, 2012. It was actually filmed in 2009. Oh. So it um, was delayed for several years um, when MGM went bankrupt and Chris Hemsworth was actually chosen to play the lead in Thor. Um, a couple days after they signed, MGM signed him for Red Dawn as well. So he got Cabin in the Woods, Red Dawn, both of those movies were delayed, and he got Thor. So he first appeared in Thor and then those other two movies after they were delayed. So they both were released in 2012. Well, he shot this one post Thor? Because he seems smaller. He shot Cabin in the Woods in 2009. Oh, okay. But he got, it. got Thor like right after it was filmed got okay. because they saw the dailies from this being filmed and they were like oh shit we like this guy so they cast him in red dawn mm-hmm. and then he got thor like a couple days later as well that's great good for chris yeah 
Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard created over 60 different types of monsters that were created specifically for the Cabin in the Woods. Mm -hmm. um, Kevin, one of the monsters in the whiteboard, Kevin, is a tribute to the Elijah Wood character of the same name from the movie Sin City. Okay. I haven't seen it. Oh. Wow. I'm surprised. I thought you would know that one. I know the movie. It just seems okay. annoying every time I see the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You haven't seen the You don't know this movie? No. It's shot in like a gritty sort of black and white comic book kind of way. Oh, yes. A bunch of famous people. Like, yeah. like a ooh, amount of famous people, you know? But Elijah Wood. Yeah, him. we love him. Okay, the Latin that Dana reads from the diary is Latin. I'm not going to read it. Mm -hmm. I've learned my lesson. Yeah, don't. But it means pain outlives the flesh, pain raises the flesh, pain ignites the spirit. Happy to know that it actually means something. It does. Appreciate the attention to detail. Mm -hmm. um, the scene where Kurt asked Jules about the textbooks, the what are you doing with these? And she answered, I learned it from you. Okay, I learned them from watching you. Is a takeoff on a 1987 anti-drug PSA where the father confronts his yep. son about drug paraphernalia and gets a similar answer. That's funny. Um, da, da, da. The guy that plays Marty, uh, Fran Krantz, uh, received extensive prop and behavior training in order to capture the stoner persona of Marty. When you have to be trained to be a stoner. Right? <laughs> he received a two-hour joint rolling session and a separate bong lighting session from oh my expert God. consultants. Were you kidding me? How do you not know how to light a bong? <laughs> Was Seth Rogen an expert consultant? I'm just curious stuff? about why that needs training. Well, Is that a stupid question? Lighting a bong? It's just like lighting anything. No, but you have to like pull the thingamajig. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, lots of people who regularly smoke me don't know how to do it. I don't know how to All do right. it. Well, I guess his character would um, have to be a pro. Yeah. In addition to the famous travel mug bong, a number of more subtle marijuana paraphernalia appear in the film. These include Marty's stash, his secret stash, a smaller pipe, a tulip joint, and a joint kept in the pocket of his pants. The prop crew even designed the film's own brand of rolling papers, Smiling Buddha Papers. Huh. Um, which, what's a tulip joint? Looks like a tulip. Hmm. <laughs> Good um, Drew Goddard was extremely uncomfortable directing Anna Hutchinson's nude scene. Oh. Um, he attributes his high level of discomfort with nudity to his Catholic upbringing. Um, but he said that Hutchinson was purely professional and actually comforted him <laughs> by suggesting that taking your top off was actually not a big deal at all. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I love that for her. What a queen. Um, That's like Jamie Foxx comforting Leonardo DiCaprio and Django. <laughs> He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, dude. No, Samuel L. Jackson, I think, was the one that did Oh, is that who was? Yeah, okay. I think so. Um, so several of the control room sequences actually had to be manually synchronized as well. Mm -hmm. So the sequences that take place in the underground control room feature a bay of monitors. Since the film was not made on a gigantic budget by Hollywood standards, someone had to manually sync all of those monitors rather than using a green screen. Mm -hmm. um, and Drew Goddard cites that as being one of the most difficult aspects to pull off, but also one of the most rewarding. It's difficult to just plug in security cameras? Apparently. I, I didn't mean know. to be condescending. I just mean, that's like... <laughs> There's like blue collar workers at home. Like that was the hardest thing you had to do. That is my set. job. <laughs> Barb, get in here. Every you know? day. Barb. <laughs> His Hollywood folks don't know. But... Yeah. Um... The camper that the characters drive to the cabin is indeed a reference to the Hills Have Eyes. Yep. Yep. And this is included in uh, the 1001 movies you must see before you die. Is edited it? by Steven Schneider. 
Is it something you must see? There's so many movies. I really don't agree. Really? All right. I really, really Out don't. of a thousand, though? I really don't. Ah. Oh. Out of all the horror movies I've seen. Sad. I could pick a thousand other ones. The last one I'll say <laughs> is uh, the entry date in the book they read is from April 4th. That is the same setting as the first chapter of George Orwell's 1984, which is obviously also about extensive ill-intended camera surveillance. Interesting. Okay. There we go. That's not a horror movie. No. They're like, we're going to reference all this horror stuff and George Orwell. <laughs> and George Orwell, which like, I mean, it is horrifying, but it's true. not horror. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would be your rating? Uh, for me, Kate Fear felt like a 10 out of 10. So I hesitate to do that because that's like a masterpiece level for me. And I don't know I if I would call this one. I think you still gave it a nine. A, did I? Great. Yeah. I love that for me. Perfection <laughs> is never attainable. <laughs> one of my professors in college said that for stage combat. He was like, I don't give anyone an A. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He ruined my GPA with that shit. Oh, Anyways, I'm still mad about it. I understand. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, if I gave, if I gave Cape Fear a nine, then I would give this an eight. I mean, cause I don't, it's not cause it did anything wrong necessarily. It's just not something that I see as like, it's really, really good. It hits all the marks, but it's not like the next step, which might be like a work of art. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Cape Fear is, like, a work of art. Like, Diabolique is a work of art. This is, like, just a really, really good horror movie okay. for me. But it's, like, flirting with a nine. I'd, I like I'd, it a lot. I'd probably give it a nine. Yeah. I really liked it. It was fun. I, yeah, I, I'm not, I agree. It's not, like, I did give Cape Fear a ten out of ten. So, I, I don't, I don't think it hits that level. Yeah. But, like, it's a very cool and interesting and like new horror movie for a movie that is like taking all of the horror movie tropes like it had a really fresh take on it and it kept me very interested the entire time didn't really know what the fuck was gonna happen <laughs> literally i think there was a point where i was like where the fuck can they go from here and you're like just wait yeah i wanted you to guess yeah and i, didn't I guess. didn't guess no i had nope. no idea uh, and i wouldn't have guessed that sigourney weaver would have fucking popped up yeah surprise bitch yeah (laughs) but i think a nine is a good it's a very good movie yeah i had a lot of fun would recommend yeah Yeah. i agree would recommend absolutely so yeah well you got a flight to catch so we gotta get you out of here um yeah yeah rate review subscribe yeah and we love you all follow us socials etc 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 patreon we do have a patreon um i am shortly going to be uploading some content there um we have some other things planning um that we are planning jesus but um yeah support us on patreon too cute to be scary um yeah Yeah. and uh have a good rest of your summer y'all good summer yeah. See you in September. Try not to go to any cabins in the woods. Or do. Well, just is be it worth careful. the risk? Just mm-hmm. stick together as a group and uh, maybe it'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that he changed his mind just because he got dumber. Does getting dumb make you change the plan? No, they, they introduced the gas. Yeah, but why did that make him change the entire... Like, if you were like, we got to stick together because we're all going to get murdered and then you smoked a ton of weed, would you suddenly be like, actually, we got to split up? No, I think the gas was, like, literally to get him to change his mind. How does that work? What's the I science of that? I don't know. They're some, the scientists, not me. Some MK Ultra shit. Yeah. All right. Cool. LSD. Yeah. Manchurian Candidate. You know that movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening. All right. Bye, friends. Bye. Yeah.